0: What's up, everybody? It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 21st. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. We got a great show for you today. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers stops by to chat with Pat and A.J. Hawk, plus Jordan Poyer of the Buffalo Bills, and Pat and A.J. preview both of tonight's Tuesday night football games. It's a good one. Let's get into it.
1: We'll be off Thursday, Friday, you know, celebrating the holiday that is jesus's birthday okay Hell he yeah. popped into the world in a barn down right. by the river that's, that's, right. that's right and then whenever he came into the world he lived for 33 years he did his thing and changed everything and mm-hmm. it is his birthday that the world celebrates bingo you got it and because it's his birthday there's a lot of gifts given to everybody How sure you? because you know since he's not here to accept the gifts he says in lieu of gifts to me because i am no longer here Give them to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing that with our families and friends, where, and we'll be off Thursday, Friday. This is the first time we've ever taken, I think, two days off for this holiday. And I don't know how I feel about it. We maybe got soft because we just got very wealthy or whatever very recently. But we'll be back on Overreaction Monday ready to deliver all the goods. How oh, yeah. am right. And we can't thank you enough for tuning in on this beautiful Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 21st, because this conversation with Aaron is coming on a little bit of a shorter week. Playing on Saturday, obviously on Jesus' birthday, Mm -hmm. the Packers will be uh, playing the bronze, who lost last night in a heartbreaker. I mean, I thought they were really going to turn that thing over, or turn that thing around, and I don't know how the Raiders get out of there with a win other than the fact that Derek Carr showed up when he needed to hey when they needed to drive to get in the field goal range for Carlson to hit not one but two 40 plus yarders to win that goddamn game in the windy ass Cleveland I mean the Raiders were able to do it what did we learn about the Raiders well they're still in playoff contention yep okay good news what did we learn about the Browns the Browns would have been first in the AFC North if they won they're last in the AFC North now they were out a bunch of players can we judge anybody from what happened yesterday I don't think so kind of a wash congratulations to the Raiders
2: yeah. Oh, Richie.
1: Congratulations to uh, Nick Chubb for getting the goddamn ball finally. Yeah. Hell yeah. Being the only superstar they got healthy. Hell yeah. Finally getting the ball and scoring a touchdown and hitting for the Super Bowl. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Chubb. Feed him.
1: What were they Every, I was, you know, the game earlier in the day all right a little five o'clock start or whatever that kind of disrupts the daily routine especially on a Monday whenever they're making up for these COVID games that are taking place two games tonight at seven o'clock by the way mm-hmm. you got Washington and Philly Washington I think Gary Gilbert potential quarterback oh, yeah. because Heineke and the boys are still back in Washington it's a two and a half hour drive to Philly Ron Rivera said we're waiting on the COVID for them to potentially test out of the new protocol if they can produce negative they can make their way up to Philly to play tonight but instead if that doesn't happen we got Gary Gilbert yes. that That game's happening at 7 o'clock on Fox. Also at 7 o'clock on Fox, Seattle traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Seven points in both of them, about. Six and a half Washington football uh, in Philly. They don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. They'll kind of settle in. Seven points over in Seattle in L.A. Rams, L.A. at home. Uh, COVID has hit the Rams. Von Miller's out. There's a couple others that are out. I don't know if they can test out of the protocol or whatever the case is. 18 players have COVID in, or on the list for the Rams. Five of them starters. Okay, so you got a tackle, you got a wide receiver, you got Von Miller, you got a safety, yeah. and I think there's something else. Seven-point favorites still over the Seahawks at home with Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, and who knows what's going on over there. So these games though. Disrupt the daily pattern. Mm-hmm. So last night I didn't get a chance to really fully focus on the game because I was figuring out what the hell we're gonna have for dinner. I gotta figure out how I'm getting home. Gotta drive home, miss a little bit of the game because I'm driving back to the house. Yep. You know, you kind of catch up with the wife on how her day was, game is still happening. And every time I was peeking my head up, all they kept showing was Chubb on the sideline. With and a I'm jacket. like with the jack, I'm like, is Chubb hurt? What why? Why is the super boost have to be such a goddamn curse? That's what I literally was thinking as I was trying to enjoy the conversation of the day that was in this holiday season with my wife. I kept looking up. I'm like, why is the guy that we boosted the only true thing we thought of the evening? Why is he on the sideline? Why is he on the sideline? So I tweet out, hey, I'm not paying attention enough. Why do they keep showing Chubb on the goddamn sideline? Hey, Mullins, hand this guy the ball. I had a bunch of Browns fans attack me. Say 1.2 yards per carry, 1.2 yards per carry, 1.2 yards per carry. Who gives a fuck? It's a running game, just like Jonathan Taylor, just like Derrick Henry, just like Nick Chubb. At some point, that thing's 22 miles an hour to the house. Yes. And you wear down the D, you wear down the D, especially if you have nobody on your team available, including your head coach. What are we doing? I'm happy they got to the point where they started handing the ball to Chubb. They started realizing, oh, he busts one for 24. He goes and does that. We have a little bit more success. They almost win the goddamn game. Yeah. 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 They almost win the game. Yeah. Nick Mullins, Frankie Mullins was absolutely slinging and having a time of their lives. But Dana Carlson, Derek Carr, break their hearts. Super boost hits. Whatever the case, the daily routine has been changed, and we got Tuesday football. Can't wait to chat yeah. about all hey. of that. At Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, Town Diggs is here. One go. half of the hammer. Dad Die. Die. Cowboys. Um... Ty, mm-hmm. whenever you think about Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, yeah. You know, because we got two football games tonight, two division Ooh. rivals playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Two Seahawks, Rams, Washington football team, Coach Sirianni. I mean, yeah. there is great Tuesday, early mm-hmm. evening football. 7 o'clock, both games, both on Fox. No way anybody sees both of these games most of the places. Going to probably have to stream it somewhere, yep. maybe have a two-TV setup. Don't know why we couldn't have had two different times. I guess mm. it, it kind of neutralizes the playing field for all parties that have to play today and then potentially play this weekend on a much shorter week than anybody else because they're playing on Tuesday. Tuesday and a game on Sunday coming. Whatever the case, big-time games tonight. Yeah. Big-time yeah. games tonight. Yeah. Big-time conversation today, 2 o'clock with Aaron Rodgers, though, on a short week. What do we think we're going to talk to him about, you think? What, what is today going to uh, reveal about Aaron Rodgers in the
0: past? Well, we've been talking all week about the seed he threw to MVS, and, you know, I'm very excited to see your line of questioning about that and what comes from that. But also, like – Whenever he comes on, especially weeks before, like he's going to break the franchise record for touchdown passes at Lambeau on Christmas. Like, I don't know, just seeing like where he's at. And obviously, like they still have so much of the season left. They're the number one seed right now, so you can't get to. But like that is a that is a massive accomplishment. And to think that, you know, like going from Favre, the the tumultuous like beginning he had, like just curious if he I mean, obviously, we see how talented he is. He's very, very confident in himself, and he should be. But, like, I mean, that's, that's, an, that's a crazy accomplishment to, to, that he's about to break this week. Yeah,
1: it's huge. 442 tuds, obviously. Brett Favre has done the same thing. The stats on how they both accomplished this Ooh. feat... Incredible. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Hembo and Greeny over there at ESPN. Hembo is a mastermind in the stats game, and obviously Greeny does his thing at NFL on ESPN. Aaron Rodgers matched Brett Favre's Packers passing touchdown record in 45 fewer games. Three seasons. Mm -hmm. 1,730 fewer attempts. 193 fewer interceptions. What a fucking impressive thing to think about whenever you talk about Brett Favre being so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brett Favre is held up in the pantheon of NFL quarterbacks in the history. I mean, there was a reason why the Brett Favre not retired yet tour continued to happen because of how good Brett Favre was at football. He had the gunslinger mentality. Aaron also has, though. Aaron's taken a lot of deep shots every single game, more so than anybody else. Even with how the weather is, he's still throwing shit up to people and somehow able to accomplish stuff to no other quarterback in the history, let alone Brett Favre. No, no. Hey, shout out to Brett Favre. Yeah, glad shout out. Thing. There's some things Brett Favre said and done. we go. Hey Brett, no, we all remember you in rings. Oh, yeah, you get a little punch. I all mean, right, You do what you got to do. But it's unbelievable what he's accomplished. I can't believe we get to chat with him every single week while he's accomplishing this. Son of a bitch might win the MVP back to back too. They yeah, might yeah. have to force the uh, vote him into that thing. Yeah, they might not have a choice. It'll be awesome. And I think all Packers fans are uh, hoping for that, praying for that. Maybe Jonathan Taylor sneaks in and gets that thing mm. for the running backs in any other position other than quarterback. At Boston, Connor, your takeaway on the games last night, what you're looking forward. to? to uh, this evening's
2: match? Uh, I'm looking for points, Pat. I mean, last night stunk. Let's be real. The Bears stink. The Vikings, who knows? I mean, the Raiders and the Browns also. Who Who knows? Who cares, really? Because Raiders are only in third in their division. They're probably not really going anywhere. And with the Colts... Bills and Chargers having those wild card spots, you don't really feel confident in either of those teams last night, or, excuse me, last afternoon, and almost like a... Uh, evening. And yesterday. evening, yeah. yes, yes. You don't, it doesn't seem like they're going to be there in the end, so I'm already looking forward to next week. I'm, the Rams oh, are going to so. dominate the Seahawks. Let's okay. be real here. Alright,
1: so these Monday-Tuesday matchups, who cares? Who said? cares? Ah, who cares? Yeah. Big mm-hmm. ah, who
2: cares? Shout out to Sports Pope. Uh This uh, couple primetime, you know, early How,
1: Last night, commentators eat pizza?
2: Yeah. Okay, they're, they're in Chicago. Yeah, they were
1: having fun. They were having fun. No sausage, no. though. That pizza looked cold. Yeah, it uh, did. Oh, look looked terrible. No, no, no. They no, didn't no, deserve this. that. I mean, no. why don't we get them some thing crust pizza? Yeah. Sure. No, no, you know no, what no. I mean? Get them or some thing some cr- crust. You don't like cold pizza? Just standard deep dish. Not Chicago deep No, dish.
3: no, it's too deep. Normal. Just
1: saying you guys have lasagna pizza. Okay, uh, I've no, talked about no. this at length. Yeah. No offense to the Chicago Italians well, that I'll created it. the pizza la- uh, uh, lasagna <laughs> that was created. No offense. I-, take- I mean, there's no way that thing is anywhere near the best pizza. No. It, no, no one, one said wh- it. No one said it was the best pizza. Mm. It's a good pizza. Okay. All right. I, hey. By the way. Cool. I'm, y- I'm, board with that. I'm, I'm <laughs> on board with that. It is a good pizza. We can be in the middle. It is a good pizza. Well, yeah. I guess we kind of have but, it, because the thing is, is all, every other pizza that I have, New York style pizza. Unbelievable. Cool. Sure. Oh. Delicious. It's Love unbelievable. It. Mm-hmm. Thin crust. Everybody's got the new thin crust. Well, Pizza Hut's thin crust. Oh, 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 oh man. Uh, I'm but then in Pittsburgh, there's a lot of Italian families that have their own pizzas. You know, square cut pizzas, like, mm-hmm. half cooked. I mean. Whenever you get down to it, the Chicago style pizza, in my eyes, just how my taste buds have been, you know, in my gabagool yeah, taste sure. buds that I have, sure. Chicago. I don't think it's actual pizza. I think it's lasagna with the know. pizza it's ingredients pizza. in it. Yeah, you know, like it's that, in the name, deep dish pizza. It's it's pizza. Yeah, but I think it's like lasagna more so. It is too <laughs> much, is it not? You know, like you take a bite. It, it's a, oh, that's a so fork and knife good. thing, right? That's a full it could fork. Be, or you eat it cold, like how the people did last night, and Gross. just eat it normally. It was tough, though. I mean, it was... It is a mouthful. I'll, it, I'll give you that. But I'm happy they did it. I'm happy the commentary team had fun. You really? know what I'm yeah.
3: They had fun out
0: there. Uh, Riddick and Greasy. Greasy was yeah. pissed. He didn't have a slice of sausage. But I then some down on the
1: side, Lisa had sausage. I think she had the smoothest out of that all the time. Yeah. Today. Oh, it's good down here. Take a big bite out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is a conversation that is had by absolute idiots only about uh, sports in a fashion that nobody else could ever comprehend because the multitude of ignorami in this particular room is higher than anywhere else. Large. But every once in a while, uh, more specifically, on Tuesdays of an NFL season, a super genius joins us. A man who is the reigning, defending, undisputed MVP of the NFL. This past weekend, he threw his 442nd touchdown as a Green Bay Packer, tying Brett Favre with that stat. In 45 fewer games, 1,730 fewer attempts, and 193 fewer interceptions. Shout out to Hembo. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah.
4: Yeah. what's up, dude what's up boys
1: you look so cool right now dude you know how cool you look right now tell me how cool i look bro big hoodie <laughs> hat on at the facility short week we got spot testing now what does that mean for an immunized fellow like yourself your thoughts how are you <laughs>
4: i'm doing good man got out to to uh uh dave portnoy barstool for sending me this uh his sweatshirt had to rock it on the show uh he's obviously a fan of yourself Pat. i know you guys had some work together back in the day you know
1: i don't know if he's a fan but we do get along he's a trailblazer (laughs) in this entire thing i would be appreciative if he was a fan but uh,
4: how can he not be a fan of the of the bms bro
1: Well, there's a lot of people that hate us, Aaron, and I I think you maybe have experienced that. Well, you stay off the Internet, so you don't really know that. But I appreciate you joining us on this short week, this holiday week. Uh, Let's dive into it. I know your press conference, you just had a lot of conversation about 442. I mean, that is an astronomical number, and in the amount of time that you've been able to accomplish it in comparison to Brett Favre, who's another absolute NFL GOAT, is remarkable. Did you have your thoughts on that number at all? Did you know this number was a thing coming up? I feel like for a lot of us, it kind of sidesway. I didn't know this was even a thing coming.
4: I mean, I knew it was a thing uh, that I was getting closer to a few years ago. Um, And I thought about it, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. I was wondering. I couldn't remember what the number was. And Tom Fanning, I think, was like, hey, uh, you know, you're getting close to 442. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, what am I at? And he told me, and I was like, okay. you know, Because I knew I needed around 30-something to to get there starting the season, but I just hadn't even thought about it for weeks. But that's a lot of damn touchdowns, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) a lot of touchdowns, dude. Congrats, by the way. Yeah. Go, ahead. Congrats,
5: Go ahead, AJ. Hey, do you remember uh, every every touchdown you've thrown? And I would assume, like, do you know every interception you've thrown too? Can you remember? Can you recall?
4: Oh, not probably not every single one. I mean, if you probably teed me up on, uh, I'd probably need to be teed up on some of them to to remember every single one. But I probably remember some of the bigger ones. Interceptions, uh, like, same thing. You know, I'd probably need to be teed up on on a few of them. But I can definitely remember. You know, some of the real ugly ones are bad ones. Same with the touchdown on the flip side. You remember, like, the great ones and the milestones and the special plays or great throws or great catches, something, you know, sometimes if you just throw a, you know, there, there's some, not throwaway ones, but just less kind of impressive ones. You kind of come out on a fake and the guy's wide-ass opening. you know, you didn't really do anything. It's all, like, schematic and stuff. But then there's some where you make a great throw or a great read or a great check or a guy makes incredible, you know, 50-50 ball catch and, or a guy, you know, turns a you know Eddie Lacy turns a 4-yard screen pass into a 60-yard touchdown in 2014 like you know you, there's some where you didn't do a whole lot uh, and then there's some where there's extraordinary plays in certain guys
1: I thought there was a chance that as you were talking there you were actually going to run through all 442 <laughs> touchdowns. I thought there was a chance right there you know when you went to 2014 with Eddie Lacy where he turned a 4-yard catch into a full touchdown and then there was the the touchdown in 2009 where I mean I thought that was about to happen but what I wanted to do actually is let's talk about every single interception you've ever thrown okay let's do that entire thing let's no i'm joking but that is a real thing 193 fewer interceptions than brett Favre. everybody knows the game is different now the amount of intelligence and information we have about the way football operates is different now than what it was and Favre was a gunslinger but you are as well man i think that is going to be something that is talked about through your legacy by the football people about how you have this ability to hold on to the ball and the ball is the program is that just natural? I think I've asked you before, and I don't know if you've done any more deep thought into it, but is that just something that it just happens because you're accurate, because of decision-making, because of coaching? Why Why do you think it is the way it is?
4: I think it's ingrained in, in my brain as a young player that if you turn the ball over, you're not going to play. And I didn't feel like that I was ever in a situation where – until I got to Green Bay, and I mentioned this just a little bit ago in my press conference, the, the, being around Brett was the first time that I realized there was somebody who was actually better than me at quarterback in the same room. Now, I had some great competitions, you know, a competition in college, uh, a competition uh, at JUCO, uh, not really a competition in, in high school. But, but in the back of my mind, I was always thinking, if I turn the ball over a bunch, it doesn't matter if this guy can't play anywhere near as good as me. You know they're going to go with a guy who's 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 not going to do that. So it was always kind of deep in in, in my uh, you know in the back of my mind. Like I got to take care of the football at all costs. Now I think you learn in the process of that how how to mitigate the risk of turnovers. And there's some that you can definitely take it uh, you know take ownership of, and some that you can you know. But I think most the uh, uh, the most obvious ones are. We touch the ball in every play. So when you're running with the ball, when you have the ball in the, in the pocket, there are things you can do to avoid, you know, fumbles. I, I think I've been, you know, especially the last few years, really good in the pocket of not having, you know, I haven't, uh, haven't had any fumbles uh, to date uh, really in the pocket. I think I've fumbled, uh, you know, fumbled twice. Once was given to me on a handoff. I don't know if they counted the A.J. Dillon one, but, but taking care of the ball is really important. Uh, in the pocket, and then when you're throwing the football, there's ways of uh, of lowering the percentage of interceptions. And I think you, what you just want to do at quarterback is eliminate the bad ones, you know, the the easy ones. You know, if if a guy makes a great play on the ball, that's awesome, but eliminate the blind throws that turn interceptions, the late down the middle throws to turn interceptions, uh, premeditated decisions that turn interceptions. If you can eliminate those, you know, then you hopefully avoid the tip picks and the and the drop ball picks, which can happen to anybody, um, but. If, you, if you're accurate with the football, I think you'd lower the percentage on, on some of those as well.
1: Okay, AJ, I apologize because this is a perfect lead-up to what I've been talking about all week, and I even posted about it. Did you turn that song bitch sideways on purpose to MVS in the triple cover? Because people would think with your lack of turnovers and everything you just said that you're not a guy that takes shots. You threw into a defensive meeting, three guys, and it feels. Did you shape your throw? And now MVS obviously had to make that catch, but it looks like it literally just hit him in the arms while he was running. It thing turned around. Can you do that? And is that what you did? Have
4: you seen the movie Wanted? Is that the one where uh, oh, Angelina yeah. Huh? Jolie? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bullets. Uh, no, I can't do that. But there was wind in the game for sure. It was blowing from. Uh, their sideline towards our sideline, so uh, right to left uh, on that specific pro. But it, to me, that's not you know that's not three. That's a safety backside. I think Tony Levine was backside, and he was kind of a you know a, a zone dropper. This say was one high safety, so he was in the middle. Of the and I think it was uh, uh, Queen was guarding MVS from the inside. Once he turned his back, I knew I was going to have a shot to put the ball. Uh, in MVS's hands. Now, you look at it from behind, you'd go, oh my god, it's a tight window and everything. It didn't look like that when I threw it. When I threw it, I saw I saw the back of a defender and I saw an area where I could get the ball to Mark West. Um, now, that goes back to a lot of drill work over the years of throwing the ball you know, on a no-hitch in a gun off of three steps and how to be accurate doing that, but um, that's why it's so important to pay attention to the muscle memory of each of those throws in practice and in games so you can go out there and execute in a situation like that where it's a, it turns into a really tight window. At the time, it didn't feel like a tight window. It felt like that was a high percentage throw because the defender's back was starting.
1: Hey, it was a layup, dude. Fuck it. Go ahead,
5: AJ. Hey, were you, were you surprised to see the Ravens go for two there at the end to try to win the game even though you would have got the ball back with 40-some seconds and a timeout and all you would need is a field goal? And like, what are your thoughts, I guess, on the whole analytics? It's, it's gotten a lot of play, especially lately, of people going for two all the time, going for on fourth down. Like, Where are you with that?
4: I love it. I love it. I think uh, I think the media can use it to spin either way. They can laud somebody's aggressiveness when it works, like they used to with Doug Peterson, who was kind of on the front lines of, of really being aggressive, I feel like. When he's head coach of Philly. And then they can try and smash you if it doesn't work. Um, you know, but they've they've gone forward a couple of times. They went forward against the Steelers a few weeks ago, I believe, uh, as well. Um, I love it. I love the aggressiveness. Um, you felt like they were going to do that. That's why, I mean, they were down by 11 and they, on their own, 26, I believe, or 29 and went for it on fourth down uh, with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I think they were worried about stopping our offense. We put together some good drives back to back, and they thought that that was, at that time, was the best time to do it. They probably thought late in the game, let's go win this thing. we got a backup quarterback, even though he's playing lights out. Um, we have a lot of different, uh, you know, COVID uh, substitutions on defense. Let's go try and, you know, get ahead and see if we can – and, and uh, you know, see if we can hold them on defense in 41 seconds. So I think it's – I think it's great. I think, you know, I saw some clip of uh, Andrews telling Harbaugh that was the right thing to do, and that's exactly what I would tell Matt. You know, if he said, hey, I think we should go for it here, putting the ball in your hands. Uh, I think you can debate the the call. You know, they ran a basically a sprint out one-man route to their best you out know, up, of up that game, you know. He was their best option. He had 100, I don't know, 140 yards, 150 yards, couple touchdowns in the game. Like you're taking a shot, at throwing the ball to your best player. Um, it's hard to hard to fault that. It Didn't work, so now you can debate it. But um, I like the aggressiveness.
1: I love uh, the entire conversation that you just cited. By the way, it came through the Ravens social media. I assume NFL Films. Also as a part of that. And, you know, you hear Harbaugh telling Huntley before the touchdown, like, hey, when you go down here and score this touchdown, do you want to go for two and win this thing? Or do you want to? It was almost like Harbaugh was like dropping seeds. Like, hey, we are going to do this. He just wanted his players to almost buying. And then when Mark Andrews comes over and goes, yeah, let's go fucking win this shit, man. And then they don't do it. And then the respect between the two afterwards, it was beautiful. And listening to you speak there about them acknowledging your offense being tough to stop. You know, you guys, that's kind of just been routine this year. And you're in the MVP conversation. Hey, you're now odds-on favorite to be MVP, by the way. Hey, they might have to do it. They might have to do it. It's awesome. But you guys feel like you're in such a rhythm, so much so that if you have, you know, a miss or a punt, everybody's ready to attack the hell out of you. How do you guys continue to maintain that elite level? Like, for instance, Devontae Adams, I heard a quote from you. They were doing stuff before the, the ball was snapped that you've never seen before in your 17 years. How do you guys continue to have success knowing that you're going to get everybody's best shot basically weekly?
4: Well, it feels like that's that's the way things go in general with us. We travel so well. Uh, and we've had, obviously we have uh, the prestige of the organization that we play for. And I don't mean age could probably uh, vouch for me on this one, but I've always felt like, we always get everybody's best shot. You know, there's not a lot of lay down games where teams just don't show up and play, you know, because you're either playing at Lambeau Field, which is iconic, or you're hosting the fucking Green Bay Packers. Like, that's a that's a big deal.
1: Hey, there was a okay. Go Pack Go chant, it sounded like, and they're pretty oh, yeah.
4: loud on TV. Well, we, that's what we do. We travel so well. You know, we really do. We got an incredible fan base. It's all over the place. There's Packer bars all over the country and the world. I've been to one in Paris, you know, uh, know. in a few off seasons ago, and... And they're, they're all over. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was. Cultured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was probably shouldn't have said that because now he's just going to try and slam me for some humble Boat? break. But yeah. No.
1: Yeah, you no. live good, dude. You're sophisticated. You're cultured, <laughs> yeah. dude. You've been to the Louvre. We get it. art the triumph. Oui, oui, bonjour. Okay. No worries, dude. Go ahead. Go on what you were going to say, though. Packers fans travel.
4: You're trilingual. You got English, Pittsburghese, French. <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui. Yeah, yeah. So you got your hey. Gucci's on?
1: No, hey, a quick question, though, honestly. Like, that thing they did to Devontae, it, it, immediately upon you guys motioning, I think, A.J. Dillon back, as soon as you see that wide open to the outside, I don't know, if, is that a scheduled call for him to break outside, or is that just you and Devontae, like, oh, everybody knows exactly where the ball is going right now. It felt like everybody knew exactly what was going to happen, except for the two guys that were supposed to be covering Devontae Adams.
4: Is that? I mean, I would say the leverage was slightly outside, for sure, on him. Uh, and and this is just a little behind the scenes, uh, fun little snippet that I enjoy sharing. But before the play, Matty goes, "Hey, if you don't like it, call timeout." Uh, it was kind of a, a little bit of a late later call, and a play that it was like our third favorite play in that situation. But you know, so he calls it in, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like if we don't, if this doesn't look great, you know, maybe we should burn a TO. And the pre-snap look when AJ came in motion i was just thinking, oh, this looks pretty good. <laughs> based based on something that happened a few uh, – a possession or two earlier where we ran a similar – we ran a run play and Devontae had a similar route on the backside. And I handed the ball off and I looked to see what happened over there because pre-snap leverage was terrible. And Tay had beaten the pre-snap leverage. So I kind of locked that in the back of my mind and said, okay – Obviously, he can do it. I mean, he's done it many, many times. But sometimes when you're playing hard, I'd say leverage, there's nothing you can do that's going to allow you to get outside. Like a DB's just like maybe they're told or maybe they're thinking, I'm not going to move. I'm just going to stay a whole man outside. What did Devontae do? He gave a hard stick on the play where I didn't throw it to him. I locked out away. I came back. And now it's always in the back of my mind when AJ was going in motion. I just got to trust that he's going to win. And sure enough, I mean, he's – you know, his release – So ridiculous. But I haven't seen a lot of coverages like that and and he deserves it because he's had a fantastic season and he's uh, a dynamic player. You said that was like your
5: third favorite play in that
4: situation. Why wouldn't you just run your most favorite play? Most favorite. We'd actually we'd I think we'd run the first two already because we'd already been down. So we might have, you know, three three third down plays, you know, inside the ten or whatever. And I think we'd already had a couple third downs, so we, you know, we'd already run those two other plays, and, and that's why.
1: Hey, I got a quick question before Ty has a good. Hey, Ty's got a good one today. Ty's got a good one. I mean, I'm excited. Hey, Ty's got a good one. He's wearing the. That had to. That jersey's been worn at Lambeau, dude. That's right. All right, uh, quick question. Before the kneel down at the end, they had Skycam on your face, always on your face at all times. You always look comfortable and cool. It makes no sense. Even when your special teams is giving you starting field position at like the 10 when it shouldn't be there, you just somehow hands in jersey, calm, cool, and collected in there. It sounded like you gave a motivational speech to the boys before the kneel down. What is the conversation there? Are you reminding them of P's and Q's? Or are you telling them, "Hey, this is fucking awesome, what we're doing"? What is that kind of speech that's happening between you and the huddle right there?
4: Well, I think a lot of it needs to kind of stay in in, in the moment. You know, it's it's things that kind of come to your mind at certain times. You just enjoy relaying, uh, and and those are the moments that are special. I really think those are the moments where the kind of world kind of strips away, and it's it's uh, the simplicity of of football at its core, which is. Uh, relationships and inspiration, you know, being able to be inspired by your teammates, to have accountability to those guys, to want to live up to the expectations those guys have for you, and then, and then just being in the moment. And, and you know, it, it hit us at that point. We'd recover the onside. We're going to win the game. It's a hat and t-shirt game. We're going to be in the NFC North champs. Um, and so often, I think, in this game, you know, we put that up as like our first goal, right? And then you achieve the goal, and it's like, well, do, oh, that's—we have way more goals than this, right? This is just our goal, <laughs> you know. And and one of my messages was, let's enjoy this, guys. Like, this is cool. This is really special, you know. I know it's not the ultimate goal, and we all want to win a championship, but but in fourteen games, we just accomplished our first goal, and we're the first team to have a playoff berth, and and it was three years in a row being NFC North champs. Like, that's a big deal. Like, don't lose perspective. This this is really hard. What we do, and it's not easy. And and every year is different from a challenge standpoint. So, so that was one of my messages. I, I talk a lot about manifestation and about perspective. Uh, you know, manifesting the thoughts and the desires of your heart into actuality by the language that you use and your focus and your your dream time and and your journaling and whatever it might be to get yourself in the right uh, mindset. And the other part is perspective and realizing. You know, we don't have to be worker bee robots that, you know, can't realize how special these moments are. So that was kind of the message to the guys, and and it just kind of hit me in that moment. Uh, you know, I really believe in, especially in those moments when it's hard, flat, hard fought games, too, that there's a class you can carry yourself with, you know, it has appreciation for your opponent. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those quick it was messages. Cool. It was received, I guess. Uh, the guys enjoyed it, but. But I just wanted those guys to really enjoy it, you know, because this is this is a fun moment to, to, win the, to win the North and not just put that past yourself and move on to the next objective, you know.
1: Well, hey, congrats on winning it. Too. Oh, yeah. By yeah, yeah. Well, like congrats on enjoying the moment because you're 100% right. Hey, we're going to win our division because it gets us a ticket to the dance, but that's our number one goal is win the division. That's all we're going to do. And then literally as soon as you win. Okay, we haven't accomplished shit yet, all right? It's like as soon as – it's it's like one of those – I love that you did that, and I love that the Skycam like almost caught it because I was thinking to myself, like, oh, that seems like a pretty
0: – that seems like a pretty cool little
1: place to be. Go ahead,
0: Ty. Aaron, I think it was postgame. Someone asked you about the the throw that Pat referenced to MVS, and you kind of said like there aren't many throws on the field anymore where like I, I think about it much, but that was one that like kind of makes you feel good inside um like i mean it seems like you do that shit every single week where it's like you're just throwing lasers and throwing it where no one else can like is it is that something that happens like week to week or is it really like there are only like a handful of throws where you're like god damn no one can no one can do what i can do with the football
4: well i mean there's a lot of talented guys that throw it for sure um so I, I don't think I've ever, you know, I'm really, really, ever really thinking, oh, no one else can do that. I mean, I, I, I love watching you know, guys uh, who can really throw it. I, I really enjoy, you know, Pat and obviously his talent. And Matt Stafford, I've gotten to watch him so many times in person because we played against him. And, and I love, uh, you know, love watching him throw the football. I would just meant more for me, uh, you know, surprising me almost. uh uh, sometimes fitting the ball. Like the throw to, to Quez, I didn't feel like when I threw it that tight of a window, but afterwards, and if you watch the clip, it's like, whoa, that was, <laughs> that was a pretty good throw. So, so when I saw the replay, it's just was one of those ones where you kind of, I don't know, there's just a lot of pride in, in some of those throws, but I get as much joy out of a throw like that as I do coming off a of fake and having my eyes inside all kinds of no-lookers hey, to, to Big Dog on the yeah. outside, just watching him just, you know, Go nuts and 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 drill people and and use his you know R two button, uh, you know, do his jukes.
1: Uh, <laughs> he stops on a dime. By the way, it's it's amazing for how big he is. He just—I don't think I'm going to see him go the opposite direction. He it just out of nowhere and he lumbers and just beats the hell out
4: of people. It looks like he's he's got for a man of his size. He has incredible agility and he rarely gets tackled by the first guy. That's why early in the game. We ran a keeper, uh, and I came out and just peeked back inside real quick because I felt like somebody's gonna be screaming wide open, and he wasn't. I got the I got the ball to Big Dog, and he you know kind of tried to stop and and spin out of it. And Tony Levine just like barely grabbed all hole his jersey, but usually I mean Big Dog never gets taken down by the first guy.
1: Uh, let's talk about your play action here, as we know it's a short week, and get you in there to. Maybe and hopefully not get spot tested. But that play fake, you're doing it a lot. Hey, you did it like three times this past weekend. It, was, it worked every time, buddy. Yeah. Me. It worked every single time. I don't know. Uh, I assume people are going to be coaching that against you now. Like, hey, Kip, especially the Browns this week. You can't, need to have an eye on the quarterback. Every run isn't a run. But is this going to be something we're going to see going forward? Different variations of the AVP play action? How are we doing? Keep it moving?
4: I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Matt uh kind of refell in love with the fake uh after watching it against Chicago, <laughs> and call it a few times but we'll see i mean i enjoy it but you got to do the run play just as much we have done some uh, a lot of pattern schemes you know pattern schemes where you're you know down down and pulling guys and stuff um counters and powers you know you love the power right run the power pittsburgh grit toughness yeah, uh, so we got to run enough of those to, you know, to keep them honest. And my actions got to be very similar on whether it's a keeper or or the run. I feel like I've done a pretty good job of that. And that's why the, the fake has still been pretty effective.
5: You mentioned grit. And I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know how much you're aware of, like, what's going on out in the world. But Kevin James is playing Sean Payton in a Netflix uh, series. If you like someday when somebody has to play you in a movie, who do you want? Who do you want to be that actor? Or are you going to be selfish and say you're going to have to do it?
1: Oh, m and D-Rabbit. <laughs> oh,
4: Pete Davidson.
1: Oh, there we go.
4: What? <laughs> hey, there <laughs> we go.
3: Hey, that's hilarious. That's very hysterical. Uh, a lot to call. Uh, go ahead, Tone. Uh, Aaron, I'm sure the boys know, but will you reiterate reiter- reiter- before uh, Saturday's game, like, hey, next touchdown pass let's not have a brady situation where you give the ball away and i got to give away a bitcoin around a golf with me and five thousand dollars or whatever I feel,
4: yeah i mean I've, i feel like that guy maybe should have asked for more though because somebody was saying the worth of that ball maybe didn't equal the worth of what he got
1: uh, we don't know where bitcoin's <laughs> at you don't know where bitcoin's at he
4: did get a bitcoin
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah. that was that was during the crypto.com launch of tom
4: Nice, okay. well, then that's that's okay. Then he made it, cause that thing's going to five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's doing he's doing well. But look, I think the guys know the fun part is, you know, like I'm old and and I'm gonna hit some of these uh, old records if I you know keep on playing these these longevity records. but Devontae Adams and I have have hooked up sixty five times for touchdowns, uh, which is tied for the Packer all time uh, combo record with, uh, Jordan Nelson right now. So that would be, uh, that'd be pretty sweet to get him, uh, number 66. And if that happened to be four 30, as well, that would have been, a, that'd be a double, uh, double excitement, but the guys know the guys know for sure. They knew in the huddle, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, f- I feel bad. I missed Allen on that one. Cause that would have been, the that would have been fun to, to hit that one going that way. But, but you know, do it at home would be pretty sweet, too.
1: Okay. Uh, we appreciate you so much for stopping by and joining us. Book Club will be on a holiday hiatus. We will revisit it next week. I have to do some catching up on the Razor's Edge. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have to do some catching up on the Razor's Edge. and a couple of the other books as well. <laughs> a couple of the other books as well, but I'll be sure to get on it. I can't thank you enough for joining us, pal. Hey, real quick. Do you,
4: you have any, like, Pittsburgh authors... That maybe you want to push in my direction. You've always better wanted better. to read some books, buy some things, or is there an autobiography of Did Billy
1: Kahn write a book? Uh, da- Donnie Iris.
4: Da- Iron City Iron City beer or something? Maybe is there something that, that would interest you a little bit more than some of these these books that you off air have said are, you know, hippie books? Or, so uh, so, or- uh
1: <laughs> Aaliyah. By Donny Iris is a song. I think they have made that a soft and hardback book. Okay. <laughs> so that is something to think. Of. It's only a few pages, but if you could get that in there,
4: I would definitely hit that and be grateful. to it- is there an autobiography of Chuck Berry, maybe, with that interest? All right, see, uh-huh. see, oh, yeah. see, I feel like I already know a of it.
3: Billy Gardell has one, so. Billy Gardell, <laughs> Autodog, Autodog.
1: Oh, these things are all in there. Mario Mule, Sidney Crosby, maybe just, or maybe the Penguins, but whatever the case, I will dive <laughs> into it. Hey, we need to ask you, uh, IQVIA, I don't know if you know who this company is, we just learned of them yesterday via Ian Rappaport. They're the ones that are controlling the randomization of the random spot test for the uh vaccinated COVID players. Is this something that you guys were told about is happening? Is this all kind of happening in real time? Are you all the way back to last year? How are you handled in this situation? Because you might be an immunicorn, but you also, you know, the Omicron doesn't care about anything. How are you being handled in this whole situation and how do you see it playing out?
4: Hey, look, uh I'm I'm still under the 90 days. So as far as I know, I don't have to test uh you know, until those 90 days are up. Um, the interesting part to me is that what was told to us in the offseason, right, the coercion part was you, for non-vaccinated players, you got to get vaccinated because if you are the source of the outbreak, right, and there's an outbreak on your team, then not only will your team have to forfeit, but nobody's getting paid because they're not moving games. That's what was told to us. That was the rules. And then obviously uh, when it's been revealed that non-vaccinated players are not these dangerous super spreaders and, you know, places like SNL or teams that are fully vaccinated um, can have outbreaks. And so now they've adjusted the rules. They're going to, I guess, maybe change games. Um, Nobody, I mean, it's, it's all in flux. Like we found out that you know, after, the, after Sunday, the, everything was changing. There wasn't this uh, different. The protocols were being adjusted and, and games, uh, you know, were okay to be moved. And testing was who knows. Uh, and zero testing, I think, for vaccinated players. And non-vaccinated players who haven't contracted COVID still have to test and, and uh, adhere to all the same rules uh, for you know, scientific reasons, I guess.
1: Sound like you love it, dude. It's great. You've been playing great since Doctor Joe Rogan has really done his thing. You're on an absolute run right now of greatness.
4: Well, yeah, and let me let me just right. let me finish this yep. is I think the the one frustration uh, that that I that I have in all of this is that is that throughout this entire time there hasn't been real conversation around health. You know, like as far as giving people. Uh, you know, uh, things to think about when it comes to health, like how to be healthier, right? As far as, you know, your diet and vitamins and exercise and and those type of things. Um, but the other thing that hasn't been talked about is treatments, right? So I don't, I just don't believe. And obviously I, I you know, talked to a lot of friends who had COVID, including Joe and, you know, figured out a protocol that I had ready in case I in case I got COVID that basically took my symptoms from what they were to non-existence in 36 hours. I came on and did your show on that Friday, right? And I got tested positive on Wednesday. But I don't understand why society in the NFL hasn't talked about legitimate treatment options. Um, and monoclonal antibodies, I believe, is one of them. It's not some... You know, ivermectin obviously has uh you know negative attachments with it. it's 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 uh you know controversial uh, cnn labeled it horse dewormer you know but it's being used in japan and india and other places but if you don't do any of that like at least can there be conversation around treatments that can help our guys if they have major symptoms to recover quicker now if they don't have major symptoms then i think the league is actually doing some good things now with if you're if you're asymptomatic, right, and you test positive, um, I don't know. Are you who are you endangering if you have zero symptoms and tested positive? I think that's that's where the conversation kind of came to over the last over the last uh, you know week when you had all these asymptomatic players, uh, vaccinated players who were testing positive uh, and and wondering why they. Uh, you know they weren't able to play, so it's going to be it's going to be in flux. I just wish there was more conversation around health and around treatment options uh, moving forward, and, and hopefully there will be. Hey, there's no uh,
1: there's no conversation or dialogue anymore between two sides of things. Whenever you're on one side, you don't want to hear the other, and when you're on the other, you don't want to hear the other because you're smarter than everybody and you're better than everybody. But I do appreciate the fact that on this show, I feel like we've garnered and generated some conversation, hopefully out there. And as time continues to roll on here. We'll find out who and what is potentially accurate and who is maybe just being an asshole and lying about everything. We'll find out. That's what time will do. Hindsight's the greatest. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Good luck this weekend on Christmas.
4: Hey, Merry Christmas, you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll give you some entertainment on Saturday.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude, Aaron Rodgers. Now that the world's opening back up so many new thrills, Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging it up, up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at, <laughs> yes. at the Home Run Derby. That's Boom, right. dingers. <laughs> Downtown. time. Bingo. Loves the media, loves commentary, and uh, I don't know if that's true. I'm just speaking directly about a hilarious interaction he just had a few weeks ago in a post-game press conference in which, honestly, at the first time I heard it, laughed. Just listened to it again this morning even harder laugh. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, absolute stud for the Buffalo Bills. Friend of the show and a man that is currently running a full foundation day for like the homeless in his hometown of Astoria, Oregon, where uh, they're filling, uh, putting food into homeless people's uh, mouths and bellies. Uh, They're getting a haircut, laundry, just kind of a holiday day this man has put together alongside another foundation he teamed up with out there. I think it's FBO Lifeboat or something. I forget the exact name. That's on me completely. Completely. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan.
6: Yeah. Hey, what's <laughs> up, my guys? How you guys doing, dude? Hey, how- first of all, Pat, congratulations, all you guys on your new deal, man. Oh. That was uh, I haven't I haven't talked to you since, but uh, saw the saw the news and I was extremely happy for you guys. So. Congratulations, that's big time.
1: Well, we appreciate your kind words. I think I speak for everybody, and also thank you for your time on the show to get our show to a point where we're able to do that. So thank you, Jordan. Thank you, you you. well, okay. So let's dive right into it. You do give us an incredible conversation every time you're on. I mean, literally every time you're on, it's an incredible conversation. We we appreciate it. That whole. That whole interaction with you and Micah, okay, with that, that guy asking that question. And we listened to the whole question this morning. I don't think I heard the full question the first time I saw the video. I just saw your reaction. Then I heard the whole question, and he lays out, like, this is the first time in the history of the NFL where this has taken place. Are you guys embarrassed by this? And it was almost, when I heard the question, I'm like, oh, this dude's, like, doing what I would do or, like, a pundit would do in, like, an actual press conference journalist standpoint there did you want to smack that dude in the mouth i thought the way you handled it was right but also we're tensions i mean we're in december football right now and you know you guys are trying to go on a run do you just think there's a time and place and you just felt like that wasn't the right time obviously
6: yeah you know uh obviously guys were a little frustrated after that game um and uh you know we kind of come in there mike and i come in there pretty quick after games sometimes a little too quick not being able to come down uh you know especially after losses so Um, You know, we always feel like we take the questions pretty well. Uh, And and in in that moment, in that instance, we just didn't feel like that was, you know, obviously, you know, we're pissed off, we're frustrated, we lost the damn game. I mean, we gave up 14 points to a good team. Um, And, you know, obviously they ran the ball all over us. But, you know, we we felt like, you know, felt like we still did all right. But, you know, in that instance right there, you know, I probably could have handled it a little little differently, but I was pissed off um, in a lot of different ways. It was, you know. Reporters are going to be reporters. They're going to ask their question. Yeah, but, but that's not a reporter
1: question. Done. That's like a Tony Diggs question. <laughs> yeah.
6: That's like. It a- was kind of like, you know, he's kind of trying to poking and in prod and trying to get, obviously, a reaction out of us and, you know you know kind of turned into a little bigger than we thought it was at the time but you know it is what it
1: is it's awesome by the way we enjoyed it you had a lot of fans in indianapolis watching and uh, i assume that reporters told stories about him making you act that way and i'm sure he gets a big pop around the dinner table every once in a while good Good for him yeah good for him let's talk about your team Uh, you guys get a big win uh, over the Panthers, they didn't have a kicker. Obviously, that entire situation is awesome. But we're in the December football, and every all any conversation is is about you know the playoffs now. Everybody assumes the Bills are going to be in the playoffs. Everybody assumes the team that you guys have been able to build over the last few years and the culture is going to make it into the playoffs. What's the conversation around there about what you guys have to do to go in the long run this year? Are you even thinking about that yet, or is it still I mean, week to week? Know, here?
6: At this at this point in the season, this is the playoffs. I mean, you played in the game a long time, yeah, uh, December football uh you know that's that's where everything really really matters uh and you know every game right now is is a playoff game uh going into this weekend obviously you know we'd like to you know obviously we'd like to win out but you know in order for us to do that we got to take care of business this weekend and you know what a what a great opportunity for us to for us to keep you know keep that momentum going Uh, going and playing a good team in new england uh, on the road uh for for possibly the afc championship so um you know we just like i said we we our team, we like to take one one week at a time, one game at a time. I know that's cliche, and I know you probably hate to hear that. No, no, I'm show. cool with it. I'm cool with <laughs> it. But that's really what it is, man, especially at this point of the year. Um, you know, it's uh, December football. Every, every game is a playoff game from here on out.
1: That last game against New England, I think Bill even said after the game uh, to the reporters— He said, actually, we were joking that we can just use our entire pass game that we were going to use for this the next time we play each other because of how the weather was. Is there anything you can take from that last game, you think? Or is it you guys have no idea what to expect except for the film against other teams?
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's probably some 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 runs they'll come back to from that game. But at the same time, um, we didn't see you know how they were going to attack us in the pass game. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be a little bit different. You know, I think the weather's supposed to be nice out there, so it's going to be a different ball game, different style of ball game. Um, you know, it's going to be a fun atmosphere to play in. You know, we're excited for the opportunity. We have a bad taste in our mouth from the last time we played them. And, uh, you know, this is a, it's a huge game with huge implications, so we're excited to play. Hey, you work out, dude? Hmm. I just I just got done. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it <laughs> seemed to be
1: when it went to the full shot, it looked as if your shoulders were having a – I mean, it was an incredible <laughs> cap day. It was an incredible cap day. But you do – you and Micah fly around and hit people. You know I mean? It, like, legit. Like, there are some big-time shots yeah. being delivered. Whenever the conversation in the national meet is, can they stop the run? That piss. That has to piss you off, I assume. Because that is yeah, like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to, right? It does.
6: Uh, especially, you know <laughs> – I Mike can talk about this. I don't think I've ever seen a number one. I think we're the number one and number two defense right now uh, get as much backlash and as much, um, you know, as talked down on as much as we have been this year. You know, I think people, nobody likes to talk about the Buffalo Bills defense. Am I right? I think nobody, when you turn on the TV, is just talking about the Buffalo Bills defense. But when you look at it, we have been the number one, number two defense all season long. I think we're, uh, third in takeaways with 17 behind New England and behind uh, uh, behind Dallas uh, you know obviously Trayvon day got 10 so yeah. um, you know it's uh, you know we're, we're playing like, we're playing consistent football obviously there's some things that we want to continue to get better at uh, but yeah it definitely pisses me off uh, when the media talks about that but it, you know that's a, it's a good pissed off you know it's a pissed off of all right, you know, FBI, we're going to show you what we're about. So that's just kind of our mindset.
1: I respect it so much because you know, you were giving us like an incredibly cliche answer. That's real, by the way, cliche answers are real, you know, because they're actually true. Like every practice matters, every meeting, man, we're taking this day to day, but you actually saying, yeah, the respect that is not put on our name needs to be stopped. Like, Hey, this is what we are doing. We are accomplishing things. And is that because you're like a leader of that group and you, you feel as if all the boys deserve a little bit more respect on, on the hard work and the accomplishments you guys have put in
6: hundred percent. Um, and it's nothing really. I don't know. I don't want to say it's nothing new. Guys have been doing this for. This is Mike and I's fifth year now. Still not getting the respect that we deserve. Um, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, our, you know, our defense has been consistently doing this for a long time, taking the football away. Um, and, and you know, we just haven't gotten the respect that we deserve. And that, that's fair. You know, um, obviously we got to continue to earn that. And you know, what a big, what a big opportunity for us to for us to continue to earn that this weekend, right?
1: I fucking love. I love hearing what you're saying right now because that is how I motivated myself as well, you know. And I think we're learning a lot about a lot of documentaries now right. from a lot of greats. Like, hey, that is a chip on the shoulder is a real thing. The fact that you and Micah were at a, such a high level still don't. get Maybe it's good that people don't give you guys enough credit, you know. Like maybe hey,
6: maybe, maybe it's you good. Continue to piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> continue to do what, do what we do. You know what I'm saying. What do you
1: think about? Hey, Mac Jones, obviously rookie quarterback? quarterback. I don't, I don't know. And I talk about you know dumb stuff every day into this microphone and for three and a half hours or so i've never really acted like mac jones as a rookie quarterback i don't know why just in my it seems like he's a 90 year old man you know and it's not just because the photo of him and the cigar smoking of him and everything like that it just feels like he's almost like a robot at this point you know it's like this is tom brady reincarnate what are your thoughts on watching him on film and knowing that he's going to be in the division here probably for at least the next few years you know
6: you know he's an extremely smart football player um you know he's able to uh, he's able to manage that offense at an extremely high level. Um, you know he's, he's he, he does you know what he what he's told to do. I remember watching we were watching the film and we we're about to play him last time, and he lined up uh, under center and they got into a wildcat formation, and uh, you know he got behind the center, and you could tell it was like, hey, you going to go out there two yards outside the numbers. He's sprinting out there, lined up, and he actually like ran a fade route, you know, and it was like <laughs> you know as a quarterback doing that, so you know he. Um, he does a lot of really good things. He sees the defense. Um, he manages that offense, and he can make he can make some really good throws. And so um, he's got some good players around him to help him. He's um, got good offensive lines and really good running back. So, you know, we're going to have to play extremely well to, to beat him on, on Sunday.
1: Did you see his second pro day? He can catch a touchdown,
6: dude. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> hey, do
1: not. Hey. If <laughs> don't, he's sleep like, yeah, <laughs> don't sleep on him. Yeah. Don't sleep
6: on him. He's been watching. Yeah, you know, t- I'll, put, I'll, put I'll put a net over the top. <laughs>
1: Go
5: ahead, Don
3: Jordan. When uh, Trey White goes down, obviously that's a huge loss for you guys. Do you have to play differently as a safety now that one of the best corners in the league is not going to be playing for you guys for the rest of the season?
6: Yeah, you know what a what a tough loss for us, man. Uh, Tre'Davious White—he's a hell of a football player, a great teammate, great friend, man. And it's hard to replace a guy like Tredavious. Uh You know, but Dane has done. Dane Jackson has came in. It's a second-year corner. He's came in and he's done everything that that we've asked him to do. He's a guy that I that I trust back there, um, you know, giving him a call and knowing that he understands what he's supposed to do and how to execute it. And as a safety, I think that's all you can ask for, somebody, a corner who, who you can trust out there on the football field um, and, and and able to get a call and execute the call. So, you know, I don't necessarily think you got to change the way that we play. Dane's an extremely good player. Um, you know, we do things on the back end that that take away a lot of, you know, whether that's the D balls or, or take away stuff uh, on the outside. And so, um, you know, Dane, he's came in, he's made plays on the football. Um, he's made some extremely big tackles, and you know he's a guy that we trust more into the football game.
1: Hey, next man up is such a real thing, and I think we're talking about it here with Dane or whatever, but right. with these new spot-testing Omicron variant that's asymptomatic, and we just learned yesterday that IQVIA, which is a company... In North Carolina. North Carolina. They're the ones, the computers that are designating the random selection for the spot COVID testing. And even if you're asymptomatic and you have the new Omicron variant, uh, you, you go into the, code, uh, the protocol immediately until you test negative. Now, we didn't think that was going to be the case. We had no idea what to expect coming out of those league meetings. I assume the NFL and the NFLPA had to come to an agreement here. But are you guys just scared to fucking death that you're going to accidentally end up on that test to be asymptomatic and miss a game against the Patriots? For the AFC East Champion, I would be living in so much fear. Honestly. That yeah, has to be I
6: actually saw you guys' uh clip the other day with I think was it Adam Schefter on there.
1: Ian um, Rappaport. Oh, oh, right. oh, uh, oh Yeah, I
6: mean that was kind of that was the first time that I actually heard that same information and I had I was like, whoa, like are, are we serious? Like, so it's kind of random now, you know, me being vaccinated now, I could get, get a random test at any time and I could be feeling fine. Get a positive test, and now I'm out for a game. You know, it's kind of, it I don't want to say we're living in fear, but golly, like what are I doing? Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like the testing thing and living in fear. That's an entire life motto. But like for me, for instance, I was in the uh, I was in the program. You know, for 27 months there, and yeah. there was maybe I had a, uh, you know, maybe. I was in the presence of a room of somebody that was maybe smoking a vitamin or two. Sure. And I maybe thought to myself, oh, okay, I mean, I could just one round here. And then two days later, I get a random test at like 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. And I'm just like, oh no like is that thing right. still in me i'm just waiting to right. hear the response on whether or not i have something in me in uh, my body I mean, shout out to my body had ne- never got one mm-hmm. never shout yeah. out shout out shout out, out dude body. shout it's out to my metabolism out. making that happen but <laughs> this covid test they're saying like seven, how many people they're testing a lot of spot testing yeah, it's just i don't just, know how you yeah. guys are doing it but everybody has to deal with it i guess right That's yeah, everybody's
6: got to deal with it i guess you just got to stay you know stay be smart you know outside the facility um, you know, it's, a, it's a weird, weird times that we live in right now, for sure.
1: Uh, you got something really cool going on right now back in Astoria, Oregon, to happening today. Is that happening right now? Yes,
6: actually? happening today, man, happening today. I got to – so my dad's actually out there. Uh, I'm going to read it off to you. I'll yeah, please do. Real quick. Um, so we got the uh, Jordan Poirier Foundation teamed up, with, uh, teamed up with Philly Empty Bellies, uh, DBA Lifeboat, and Astoria community to provide a holiday. To the homeless population, that story of the foundation will provide food, haircuts, and uh, two hours of free laundry. So it's just, you know, trying to trying to get back to, to my hometown where I grew up. Um, you know, my dad's out there; he's uh, he's helping out with all the all the food and all. Um, you know, I'm sure he's having a good time out there with all Coach Rube and everyone. Shout out to you guys out there, everybody helping. But uh, yeah, just trying to find ways to to get back to my community at home during these during these times, holiday times, and uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Hey, Jordan. There,
1: I mean, you can. You know, slaughter somebody on the field, which I assume is your biggest high, like on the football field. I'm not sure, maybe a pick. I'm not hundred percent.
6: Pick, pick, pick six, okay,
1: five, whatever. I don't know what your thing. Whatever, yeah,
6: whatever it is. Hey, that
1: fulfillment though, like whenever you get a right. chance to, isn't that fucking awesome? It's really cool, yeah. is not it? It is actually I think, a cool. I, I think it
6: beats anything on the field, man. Um, and that's uh, you know another huge reason why I do stuff like this, and also why I continue to speak out um, about my you know recovery and alcoholism, and, and you know trying to trying to be that voice for those people because it really. It gives me something off the field um, that that I can't get on the field. It's a purpose,
1: right? Isn't it almost like you feel like a purpose? purpose. Yeah, it's it's cool.
6: So I enjoy it a lot. Um, and, and like you said, it's a huge purpose
1: for me. Uh, that's the Venmo, I believe, right there. If you want to donate and help out the organization that Jordan Poyer has teamed up with uh, out there in Astoria, Oregon, give back in his holiday season. Hey, no worries, dude. We appreciate yeah, I you. I appreciate
6: it so much. That's awesome.
1: Hey, no problem, man. And uh, good luck this weekend. Big time game. Don't let Omnicron come anywhere near that fucking building. <laughs> no. Up. no, it's
6: not. It's not. Okay. I'll,
1: fight it. right. I'll fight it. All right, that a boy. Ladies this. and gentlemen, Jordan Poyer. We appreciate
6: you. Yeah. Yeah, guys.
1: This man has been number one in college football. What? Number one in the NFL football. What? And in the Ryder Cup. What? Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah!
5: What's up, dude? What's up, guys? I, I uh was on the line when I heard Ty say Arch Manny might go to Iowa. That would be a, a- Real uh, shocker, I guess, for the college landscape. Well, I mean, the fuck it. Landscape.
1: Fuck it, let's be Kirk. Why John. not? Yeah. Why not? No, that'll be something he could definitely. There's
5: crazier things to think about. Ty, like he could get a crazier team. Think about it. Iowa just—they had solid quarterback play. They could really light it up. Yeah, especially with Tory Taylor yeah. punting for him, I think for oh, another year, true. or two. they yeah. got
0: that doofus Brian Ferentz calling plays though. So I don't know if that'll help. Unless Arch wants to just call everything. I thought the Ferentz family was very welcome. Well, oh, I, love I love Kirk. Kirk's his papa. He's been there for a long time. <laughs> Brian, you know, went coach tight ends for the Patriots, and oh, they had Gronk. He won a couple.
3: Super Bowls, yeah. and he's the next best thing. Brian's never got one of these.
2: Well,
1: the
0: Brian's
3: got a couple. Yeah, of those. he's got That's a bunch of those. No, Not, with Not the NFL. at the high school
1: level. Yeah, with the NFL <laughs> level. Not at the high school and the college. So, we'll see. I'd love
0: to see Arch be one of Kirk's dogs. Hey, I mean, you're right. Crazier things have happened. All right. Let's, let's, go, let's not two. speculate
1: on where Arch is going to go. We've already <laughs> spent too much time on that, especially on a day like today. AJ, great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, shout out to Mike Ropper, by the way, being the plug to the pens, getting me this thing. Shout you out to Rupper. host of uh, That's Hockey Talk alongside Nick Morato every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock at youtube.com forward slash
3: That's Hockey Talk. Nailed it. Fucking. Welcome back, by the way. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Welcome back, boys. Welcome back.
1: Nick survived, but will the NFL. The Packers mm. are taking today's uh, practice off. Is that because of Aaron Rodgers' Tuesday, AJ? What do you think mm. that is because of?
5: I don't know. What is it... What is it, injuries, COVID, what are we doing?
1: Uh, Bob Domofsky tweets that the Packers decided not to practice today after all, so the availability with Aaron Rodgers, other players, TBD, and Matt LaFleur will begin in about 15 minutes. The schedule change is not COVID-related, so rest easy. Okay. So maybe this is just say late in the season. Our quarterback's got a broken toe. We have a pretty veteran-led uh, team. We had a lot of injuries go through. Instead of practice, we'll just have little meetings, and we'll kind of go about do our thing. We'll roll this thing out tomorrow.
5: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's what good coaches do, don't you think? They look at their team. They assess, okay, like, what is practice good or bad for us? Could I, uh, you know, cause some more damage, I guess, or let the guys rest and probably have 15 hours of meetings and walkthroughs?
1: And, you know, some it may be, uh – and maybe – I think there's, like, some body time, too, probably. Mm-hmm. In there, you know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, yeah. recovery here for the next hour. I need to see everybody in the goddamn cold tubs. <laughs> I need to see everybody in the training room. I need to see everybody stretching. I need to see that we got an entire hour and a half recovery built into this nine-hour film study we got today. If we're not going to practice, we got to do it. I'm not saying that's how the floor handled it, but it is something that is very normal, I think, across the NFL, especially late in the season. We're getting to the point there's only three games left, too.
5: That's crazy. Insane. It's 12 21 21, right? Yeah. That's what you just said. A lot
1: of ones and twos, dude. It's almost Christmas. By the way, Merry Christmas.
3: Merry you Christmas. Do yeah. 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 you think they saw the Browns game last night and they saw, like, oh, they're not even going to give Chubb a the a ball. So what do we have to practice for? What
1: what what was that about? Did you watch the game? Obviously, congrats right. to the Raiders getting a win. Basaccia getting a win uh, on a Monday afternoon football game against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Place looked electrifying, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bumping. Congrats to Cleveland filling that place up. They weren't giving Chubb the ball at all. He was the only player that we knew was playing for the Browns yesterday. <laughs> Certainly... Why does that happen, you think, in some games? It, it happened with Jonathan Taylor against the Bucks and some other. How come people are so comfortable with, with their offense being a passing offense and they'll throw the ball even if it's not working and they'll continue to throw the ball even if it's not working? But with the run game, if you're a run-heavy team, a run-led team, especially with the situations, and it's not necessarily a home run early, why do they get off it? Just because they get bored, do you think? Is that what happens in the play caller's mind?
5: I don't know. Like, I would like to talk to some old play callers and ask them about that because I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like, okay, third and third and six. You feel like every third and medium you're going to throw, right? But the Browns, they may have more success trying to run a lot of times if it's third and five and below, I well, would guess.
1: Well, situations, you know, depending – I understand there's passing downs. You know, I'm not saying that at all. But Chubb just standing on the sideline and the third string guy getting the ball. I'm like, what are we eating?
5: I think a few early, if you have a few early, like three and outs, sometimes offensive coordinators get like scared or get spooked and they don't want to, they don't, they only want to run to try to control the clock a little bit and they know they're not getting first downs that way.
1: But man, any, Chubb can bust through. I mean Chubb can yeah. break through any and he one wears of those. on him. He wears
5: on the team like we talk about all the time. That dude absolutely wears the defense down.
1: And the offensive line also being able to fire off the ball is huge, right? For not only them but for the defense who just has to eat shots, hand-to-hand combat every day. Every absolutely.
5: Day. It works the play action game too, obviously, which they are huge in. So, I, it it sometimes it's it's weird why play callers do what they do, but then sometimes though if you ask him and you talk to him afterwards, you're like, "Okay, I understand how you saw it that way." Sometimes you say, absolutely not. It makes zero
1: sense. Yeah, they have reasoning. Everybody has reasoning. That's why I think everybody should understand and have a little empathy for people that feel differently than you because there's probably a reason why they feel the way they do. We should probably just listen to it. Now, it might be completely fucking wrong like you just talked about, but remember Frank Reich after that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game? He had a laundry list of stats about why he was doing what he was doing. And the voiceoverist oh, yeah. on hard knocks also had the same stats. It was like, this is why he's doing what he's doing. Everybody has reasoning for what they're doing, but as a fan and somebody that's not watching, you know, however many hours of film that they're watching, it just feels like it's almost becoming, if you can run, you can win in this league. You know, it's yeah, almost starting to become that again, where that wasn't the case for a few years. Just uh, what was that last year? Nick Saban had a computer in his basement, High shot coming down on him, full body, good leather thrown. Yep, that's right. He says, all right, (laughs) I think that uh, football used to be you got to run the ball, stop the run, and control field position. He said, that's not football anymore. And if you think that's football, you're not going to win anymore. Football is being able to move the ball up and down the field. It is an offensive heavy. If you're still playing in that old school, you're going to lose or whatever. That was not that long ago, and he was 100% right at that point. But now, the entire conversation, it feels like, in a men's league for us, is who can stop the run and who can run the ball? And that has not been the conversation around the NFL the last few weeks.
5: It hasn't, yeah. Usually... Or years, sorry. Yeah, a few years. We've been going on the trend of, hey, like they say, basketball and grass, spread them out little easy completions make it easy on the quarterbacks like that's what college game is a lot of times and that's that's kind of trickled into the NFL but like we said I mean we talk about it early in the year can you run at the end of the year can you run when the conditions are bad when you're going to have to run And can you stop the run when you know this team is going to run the ball
1: can you get a first down when you can't give the ball back to the other team because Aaron Rodgers is sitting on the other side with 42 seconds left (laughs) can you get a first down can you can you make the other team use their timeouts so that there isn't an option with a minute 10 left for them to do anything other than out-of-bounds plays. Can you do that? And that is what the run game does for you long-term.
5: Yeah, and can you do that? Yeah, and also, like, teams, I feel like they get later in the year, you know, think how many different guys you have rotating throughout D-lines around the NFL. Like, guys get banged up. They have a ton of reps on them. They're going to be rotating in, too. So if you can keep pounding at those guys when they're rotating in, they're tired. Maybe some guys only have a few games experience, yeah, then – I think that opens it up a lot more.
1: D-line room, always the most entertaining room in every building that you'll ever walk into. Also a room that I have heard them boys fucking got us today, man. They—they oh. they, they are very, there. Is after games, you know. I've heard some. Well, not our day today. You know, not our, very, very self-aware. You know, very self-aware. Normally, there's uh, one guy or two that potentially was getting really beat up. That person is normally called out, accepts it, understands it, and moves along. But once that thing gets going, it is tough. Objects in motion remain in motion it is hard to stop a team once they get rolling run game, and you never know when it's going to be that's why i think you just have to maintain patience with it that's why i'm just hoping to god we keep feeding jonathan taylor he's all the way up to third highest uh, mvp odds right now aj jonathan taylor
5: i mean he's not gonna win he, he very well could and should but i don't think these guys are gonna vote a man we know we know all about this award
1: tom brady after getting shut out by the New Orleans Saints defense who was flying around, Mm. loses Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette in the same game. Uh, he has now tied Aaron Rodgers with odds at plus 160. Jonathan Taylor, who was like sixth or seventh maybe behind a bunch of quarterbacks, he is now third odds at plus 1,000. He's tied alongside Matty Stafford and Patrick Mahomes. Good on you, Jonathan Taylor. Second-year yeah. guy. Maybe JT. Yeah. This is oh, a second-year guy. You know, like not just he's a running back, He's also only in his second year. He's probably only going to get smarter, feel the holes better, the whole thing, and hopefully continue to get creative in ways to get him the ball. Well, and they'll
2: give him offensive player of the year, you'd think, right? Like they'll probably give the. Uh,
1: That's kind of the classic. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, you give it to the guy who's not the quarterback, and obviously he's had an incredible year. I mean, if he has what. 500 more yards in these next three games two K. yeah he'll be at 2k he could
1: very easily get that by he could yeah. pop off for 200 any game yes because it's just one run that he's going to end up going 22 miles an hour during <laughs> so not only is he running people over he also breaks through and goes 22.15 miles an hour or something like that gone see ya safeties corners who are all coming down to the uh line of scrimmage have to stop turn and then also catch him somehow. It is... He's a freak show, dude. He's an absolute freak
3: show. He's got the Cardinals, who I believe are like 30th or 31st against the run. The Raiders, who aren't great. And then the Jaguars, obviously, week... Whatever, week 17.
1: Hey, week week 18. Game 17. You think they're gonna... uh, you think those boys are going to show up down there for that coach that they put in there and down there? Jacksonville, you think? What do you mean? You I
0: don't know who facts. it is. I was actually. <laughs> is it Darryl Bevel? Yeah, yeah. it is Daryl Bevel. Let's hey, go, Bevel. He
3: just, gave up, uh, he just gave up play calling to Shoddy because he said, you know, after the game on Sunday, I just, there was a lot going on.
1: I scored 16 points. <laughs> Come on. They did not show up. They, no. They you know, know. Houston no. beat the shit out of them, by the way. It, it wasn't, Urban been. wasn't the only problem. Davy again. Mills is a guy that- I think so. Davy Mills can win you some games. Speaking of games, Gary Gilbert tonight for the Washington <laughs> football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you excited about these games this evening, AJ? You got Seattle, LA, Gary Gilbert against Philly. Let's go ahead and have a Tuesday afternoon, early evening football games. I am,
5: but I wish they weren't at the same time. Are they both kicking off right at seven oh one? Both on Fox. Okay, so one is on FS1 or what? No, no Sunday
1: ticket, I assume you'll have to. Yeah,
5: uh, one's blacked It would out, be bro. smart
3: to have, like, the West Coast have Seattle and the Rams on Fox and then the East Coast game on FS1 and vice versa for the other coast. But, you know, that's just...
1: Fox Sports 1's got something on it, probably.
3: I'd probably college basketball Some
5: monster there. truck
1: rally
3: or something? And no. something? Hey, during the day, have
1: you seen what this yeah. fucking shark one? Oh, the, the, yeah. Hey, there's this sure. shark Maglundon. one. Hey, I think so. I yeah. think it is the Megalodon. Yeah. The, there's a shark one down here. We watch every single I think it's on NBC Sports, by the yeah. way. I don't yeah. think it's on Fox yeah, Shit, yeah, uh, We watch it every single day, basically, on here. There's a shark one who is reckless. I mean, uh, trying to destroy the frame of that monster truck every single time the gas is pushed. And I got the utmost respect for that. Gravedigger's still doing Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Bigfoot's flying around. Love Gravedigger's still doing his thing. But the shark, really, with the fin... And the way it operates and attacks these jumps and things... It is trying to blow out the entire shark every single time, and I think that's how you win those things. Yeah. Who is willing to die mm-hmm. or beat the shit out of this monster truck the most? And every time I turn it on, it's the megalodon.
3: The, yeah. the things they do with those trucks—that's really good programming. Uh, you know, they got they got that the best five shows on Meekum. Mm-hmm. They got Meekum, and then on the other day, it's the drone race. Drone. It's really, oh, yeah. it's really oh, good yeah. programming. It's
1: TV six in the office, <laughs> yeah, and it, it it'll captivate us every once in a while because the monster truck thing. I mean, you ever it, go
5: in person? Oh, yeah.
1: What are you talking it's about? It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I used to go Grape growing up in Air Arena in Dayton. Digger. It was a small
5: little place where they played minor league hockey. So the first, like, five rows would be roped off, oh, and yeah. the trucks would come through the glass sometimes and land in the crowd. Oh,
1: awesome. I never saw that. It was a small
5: little place. It was probably too small to have it, but they <laughs> found a way.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, because normally it's in the stadiums, and there isn't enough people to fill the stadium, but there's enough to get a good pop whenever a gravedigger flips
2: that Oh thing. yeah, That's right.
1: You know, they. they these trucks are incredible. They're doing backflips.
5: Their, their mechanics are incredible as well to keep patching those things back together.
1: I agree, because high performance, obviously, the engine has to be oh, yeah. incredibly... I mean, uh, it is awesome. They're doing backflips off of fucking walls, dude. They're driving up to these things, hitting it, woo, backflip, landing it. Now, Megalodon, I think they they have a knack for, woo, and then...
5: Smashing it. Oh, yeah.
1: And it is awesome to watch. I I think Megalodon might have done one and a half, actually. Wow. Backflip off. The things these monster trucks can do... It's a much different game now than what it was. Remember back in the day, it was like, they'd come in loud, and then yeah. it would do like a little fishtail, yeah. and then it would jump into a car or whatever. Now they're clearing cars by like 200 feet and just sending themselves into fucking outer orbit in these souped up trucks. It is insane. They're almost hitting jumbotrons in these fucking yeah. arenas. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Do we GD, know when the GD, next GD, time they're
0: going to be at Lucas Oil is? I, I mean, that is one thing that I would pay top dollar to go see in person.
1: We need to figure out how to get the streaming rights of Monster Jam on this. Particular YouTube, I, I will go to competition with NBC <laughs> yeah. Sports. We need to get, get you in Megalodon. Well, that's oh. I did so, Bigfoot.
3: April 9th and 10th will be back here. We, hmm?
1: we Bro, got plans. We got plans. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't wait. No, no, we do. Yeah, it's good. Oh, we got we plans. Can't I can't wait. I try to get Bigfoot. <laughs> it's in Bigfoot. It's in Missouri. Bigfoot, I think, is in Missouri. I think it was within driving distance. This is around the same time where I bought the wrestling ring. I just want to do a bunch of cool stuff. I was like, oh, I want to drive a monster truck. So I looked up. I think you can go to like an academy. I think it's in Missouri. I think there's an entire thing we can do. Mm-hmm. Gotta get one of those though. And you get wild.
5: trained. You get, get trained up in monster truck well, yeah. racing.
1: Well, I just honestly, I was like, can I just buy one of these and just start, you know, and they were like, Well, we we recommend. It'd <laughs> <That'd> be <laughs> awesome
5: to watch you drive in the streets of India. Got a lot of recommendations. <laughs> hook you up to an IV, a Mountain Dew. What what do you do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back, Nick. <laughs> Welcome back. Let's go to the phone line, shall we, on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 21st already. Jeez Louise. Jeez. Time flies yep. when you're having fun, AJ, huh? huh?
2: Sure does. That's what they say. Yep. <laughs> Winter solstice, shortest day of the year. And then we're getting.
1: Uh, yeah, we to out late. Going really? forward. Yeah, I saw the moon was out the longest the other night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good moon, too. It was a good moon. Full moon. It wasn't a full moon the times everybody on TV was saying it was a full moon. It was close. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had so. already missed. The full moon by a day or two, but feels like spring's right around the corner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know I mean? oh. We're
1: the furthest away from it today. We are so far away. Oh, yeah, it's and so we got small. some dark
0: days ahead of us. So it's <laughs> going to get cold and snowy and slushy.
1: And I'd like everybody to know that um, that we will not be in the igloo until the sun comes out again. So we oh. are... We are in this office, or at least the darkest of days here for the next few months. Strap it in, boys. Okay. <laughs> Breathe it in. No ceiling. No. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> Just, this place. This place has served us very well. It yes,
2: yeah, It's going to be a bummer to leave it. But. but
1: this will be a nice victory lap these next couple months. Yeah, exactly. I got a 3D uh, video package of what the igloo could look like today
3: in the email. A render? 3D render? Sweet. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Send
1: it to me. No.
5: Oh, no, you yet. leak it. Oh, yeah, no. I already have all the, uh, all the drawings they gave me.
1: Yeah, I saw you screenshot yeah, that I and take it out of here. Pictures of the blueprint. All right, yeah. post them yeah. everywhere, yeah. Yeah, the guy's pisses on our floor, and then he takes pictures of our blueprint. Despicable. Ruins the desk. Thanks for coming over, dude. Thanks for being a part of the show. <laughs> That's
3: <laughs> Let's
1: go to the phone. It's the 5-Hour Energy phone line. That should probably be like April, May, maybe June. Let's go. Maybe June, yeah. July. I mean, Hopefully, maybe we get in by next season. Before <laughs> <Yeah>. next <laughs> I season. Say, yeah. I think we're in by next season. I think we are definitely. Oh,
5: yeah, just make a safe, put a safe like deadline out there. You I know, mean, they never. September fi- so first. first. She probably
3: so, set off fireworks there on the fourth, and that's the grand opening. You know, if the timeline works out. Yeah. Oh, you want
1: to? You want to shoot for July? That's a long time. By
3: right. this time next well, you year, just said next
5: you're definitely going to be in the igloo. Awesome.
1: Definitely. But what are you even talking Most about? Likely. What's your deal? Not I'm building, building the goddamn
5: skyscraper. Well, yeah, this is
1: the igloo, dude. It's a fan do igloo. It's cool. Bro, no, it's coming not, together.
5: Nothing to do with you guys. You know, the supply chain, all that stuff. It takes uh, months
0: and right, so months
1: yeah. to get anything. Yeah. Right. We, we've been testing seats and chairs out for the igloo. I'll tell you what. Some of them. Hey, you like this chair? Okay, nine months. You like this chair? No, month and a half. Ah, uh, we like this chair all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. You know. So yeah. I think I think the Fanduel igloo is going to be doing a lot of upgrades as the years roll on. You know, <laughs> course, as yeah. supply chain catches up, but it's going to be absurd. Else, uh, I bought that plane for you too, so you can fly over. Oh, you
5: did? Yeah. You just all of a sudden bought it? That's cool. In my head, yeah. It's it's already
1: bought. It's already purchased, and we already have that thing wrapped with like a hawk. You know what I mean? it's (laughs) It's like a bird. Yeah, yeah. So when he lands that thing at those FBOs, you know, and this is such a niche group of people, but whenever those plane people land at these little private planes, it is all a peacock from people walking past their planes to other planes. It's a real thing. It is a real, it is hilarious. It is awesome. Yours landing in there with the fucking wings painted on the wings with your face as the head of the hawk on the front of that thing. I thought you were getting real
3: feathers. Huh? I thought you were getting real feathers. I
1: mean, maybe because especially from where he lives to where we, it's going to be a lot of storms, you know what Uh I mean? The weather. Stay warm. You would fly over weekly if we got you one of those little planes. Yeah, I would do it. I would. I would need an instructor, but yeah. Okay, so we'd have to pay instructor what? No, no. I would. I would do all that. So you'll buy I'll a pilot. So what happens if you're playing? <laughs> yeah, you buy. A, I'd have to buy somebody to fly the plane. But yeah, <laughs> no, so,
5: no, no, no. It would. That would be until I got my private, my instrument rating, and all that stuff.
1: Can we go on the record here saying this is not my fault however this ends up though?
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nothing's your
1: fault. No, absolutely. I understand that how, how it works. Okay, cool. Because those little planes that I bought that he's thinking about getting yeah, I would never hey, ever, Matt,
3: ever step foot. Do you understand like the lift and the drag? Well, it's the Wright brothers concept, but they kind of take yeah, it up. They're from yeah. Ohio, so you know it's in my blood. Oh, and they went down to Kitty Hawk.
1: Yeah, why would they go down there? Better wind? Couldn't
3: they just went <laughs> to Cleveland, the lake?
5: They were they were in Dayton actually, close to where I grew up. They uh no,
3: who knows why they went to Kitty Hawk. The why'd they go there? Are just sick of they, Ohio. They, talk, they take off off the dunes. I'll oh, tell yeah.
1: you, there's some of those planes that don't look like they have much advancement from when the Wright brothers did no. their thing on that beach in North Carolina. Not at all. And I'm like, how are people getting in that thing? Are you all just strapped to a parachute at all times? you have to be. You ha- is that what you do when you get in those little Well, planes? you know, the
5: one little serious you've looked at, they have a parachute you can pull if you get into trouble. Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Like in Top Gun when the cockpit... Fit ejects?
1: No, I think it's the whole plane, actually. So, yeah. like, if something happens, it just kind of becomes like uh, David oh. uh, Blaine. Yes.
3: No, the got, balloon. With the balloons. That's the balloons. awesome. Yeah. That act that was not dangerous at all.
1: Kind of was. I mean, he was fine He
3: was strapped in. He was, like,
0: 25,000 feet. No, it kind of dangerous. <laughs>
3: 8,000 feet. No. In a no, He, was he, he get the oxygen Yeah, because he took out. off off the top of a mountain.
1: I did have that little finger yeah, gun with the... Oh. Have you
5: ever seen the kids that Paraglide? I, I watch on YouTube sometimes They where they basically run with a little fan strapped That's to their statues. back and then they're with a parachute and they just... I saw some dude go up to like 25,000 feet the other day. Yeah,
1: it looks awesome. Also, the squirrel costumes, awesome. Oh, I need to I mean, do it looks all very of Wow, wow. Well, well. The squirrel costume thing, I did it in the metaverse. You know they have an option for you to strap yeah. on to somebody who who else who, uh, right onto their helmet. Mm-hmm. I did it in a metaverse. I thought I was able to control it. I was like taking the, uh, <laughs> I was taking the little hand things. I was like, let's get away from this rock, pal. Huh? Feels like we shouldn't do that. You have no control. You're so long for the ride. But it really felt like I was fucking Jacob Sully on the back of an avatar. That's pretty sweet. You know what I mean?
0: If maybe, maybe new ones coming out right,
2: real soon. Yeah, the new ones coming out
0: next year. They did just release the first uh, picture from it like a couple days ago. Let's go.
1: Hey, there you no. go. You can what are you your saying, AJ? For a while. Or Nick? I'm sorry. What'd you like say? A
3: Maybe or? a few more years for the squirrel suit. We we put that on a back burner. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm gonna buy the best one available though in four years, and I'm gonna fucking.
2: Well, by then jetpacks will be. Hey, you, know, you definitely need the suits. thing
5: in the. You live on a lake now. You need the thing where you uh, you know shoots you up in the air and you do flips and stuff. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, we got the whale. We got mm-hmm. the shoot up in the air thing. Oh, yeah, we got okay. all the toys for the lake. Now, <laughs> the water in the lake that I reside, I guess, disgusting. Yeah, is that every lake or is that just this? No, what Are
5: they just saying don't eat the fish or you can still swim, can't you?
1: Dude, people have to get a full shower before they can get into the pool. They're like, hey, you get into that pool with any of that disgusting shit from there, we have to shut the whole pool down. Really? Oh, I yeah.
3: assume that's normal. I went swimming yeah. in there. it was pretty nice. Yeah. Where the lake? Yikes! Multiple times. I bet it's fine. You ever been in it? Not bad oh, algae in there. Well, don't uh, yikes it before you do it.
1: Yeah, you don't know how that water feels, dude. Yeah, you, don't know. you have no. I don't want to end
3: up like Tony. Look at me having a good time. Fucking thriving, dude. <laughs> 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 Who got COVID most recently? Not me. Oh, <laughs> that was the first oh, one was, though. Oh, we don't
1: know. Honestly, it's the Omicron thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
3: am due for my COVID booster, not the not the vaccine, like the to get it. To get the Omnicron, it's been a year since I've had it, so I, like I'm due to get it again. Jesus, Tony. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I, I don't think that should be coming an in. That how it works? Dude. <laughs> no. Like,
1: yeah. do people get sick every year? There's some people that get sick every year, right? Like flu, yeah. cold, something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. So is that what you're saying? You're just gonna get? Hey, I'm gonna do COVID every year from now on. Yeah. I hope He's that's it. not the case. Let's be Jesus smart. Right? We need you not to be trying to dive into the COVID waters every year. Yeah. Come on. Uh, let's, Gumpy. Uh, I think you are muted back there. Is that? Yeah, that was a problem with the mic. New uh, mic in there. Oh, no, oh, he's getting censored, dude. We no, got no, exactly. censoring oh, no. the Canadian? The mic no, is gate. broken
2: because oh, of what he said yesterday. Perhaps. Did you know? Yeah,
1: okay. Did you know? Oh,
0: okay. And God. I don't want to
1: dive. <laughs> I don't want to harp on this too much. Okay. There's two football games today. There's two yesterday. Aaron's coming on. I do not want to harp on this too much. Okay. I do not want to get into this too much. You know, Canada waited until 1982 to get their own like constitution it's called the Charter or something like this. I'm learning this because Trudeau mentioned it in his most recent statement, but we didn't know what it was. So we had to look into And we asked Gumpy, What's the Charter? Gumpy's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Is this your Constitution? We're literally like, Is this your fucking Constitution? He's like, ah, I'm spraying paint, man, or whatever. He does this. We look it up. 1982, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who is this particular Trudeau's dad, signed a Bill of Rights, basically called the Charter something, along the same queen we got now at the table, and then the uh, justice something. It was like this big deal. 1982, dude. Nin- what were they using up until then? I think they were just using the queen's uh code, yeah. the, yeah. the, yeah. the, the England thing.
3: Whatever you tell us, buddy, we're good with it. Yeah. yeah.
1: 1982? Are you wow. kidding me? I had no idea that happened. It really was well. a PDF, too. Wow, well, they actually put this thing was straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah. and it, it's not even on VHS. This thing, not, I had no idea about this. Canada, you guys just don't give a fuck about it. Eh, whatever. Who okay. ah, cares? Whatever. 1982, that's crazy. I did not know that that was when Canada, I guess, became like uh, its own governing operation is that a real place is that one when- <laughs> i don't know i love canada i love canada i love canadians that's a tough thing to get past though every time because gumps a- might not work i would
2: say if we only had someone to ask but he
1: I doesn't know he, he, doesn't, doesn't, know. Know. he doesn't know gump has no idea gump. but i
5: do want to know like can someone relate to gump i don't know if he can answer like do people that he was around where he grew up did a lot of them want to come to america like he did
1: gump did you want to be in america did a lot of people want to come to america from where you're from when you grew up no i, oh, oh, no. Oh. I always did Okay, you always do. Yeah, You didn't know about this charter thing, which was interesting. Was that you playing Stooge or actual Stooge?
4: No, I I went to the shipyard, played sports, watched sports, didn't pay attention <laughs> to anything else. I, mean, I think that's kind of what happened I don't know what to oh, tell okay. you, man. Yeah. I, I, think I didn't fucking care about much else, and wow. I didn't listen to much else.
1: Well, it's working out. Hey, it? it's working hey, out.
3: Did teach you at university,
1: oh, yeah. Paul? Bro, 1982. Well, that is not college,
3: that long dude. ago, bro. <laughs> We're sick of the queen, buddy. buddy. Yeah. I
0: think that's what they said. And then they were just like.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get into some sports. Only,
2: what, 40 years?
1: Um, TJ Watt is. What? Uh, TJ Watt is uh, currently on pace to maybe catch his brother oh, for most sacks in a player's first five years in NFL history. Reggie White, rest in peace. Legend, 81 sacks in his first five years. JJ Watt, 74. And a half Uh sacks. Al Baker, 74 sacks. Deacon Jones, 68 and a half. T.J. Watt is at 67, rounding out the top five in uh, first five-year sacks in NFL history. Three games left. Who knows what T.J. Watt can accomplish. He was sprinting through four dudes holding him the other night. Mm -hmm. He is an alien he is an assassin. People are talking about him not only being the defensive MVP, but overall MVP for what he has done for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is going to be a tough race because of the amount of turnovers that Trayvon Diggs has, the amount of sacks and plays that Micah Parsons has made. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Darius Leonard is changing every single game he plays in with a turnover. Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett. But T.J. Watt, The guy who is sitting ahead everybody else in the defensive MVP odds can also make some fucking history. I don't know if he's ever going to catch old body Reggie White, but he can get up there to number two in these last three weeks, I think.
4: Yeah, he,
3: I, obviously I love T.J. Watt. Um, he's not going to win the MVP because defense player is never going to win the MVP, and I'm not going to say that he should win the MVP. Maybe defense MVP, though, because they are 0-4-1 when he doesn't play or leaves the game early. They are 7-2 when he plays the full game, and they are 0-2 in weeks when he returns from an injury and doesn't play the full game. So basically 7-0 and when T.J. Watt plays a full game. Is
5: that good, dude? It's pretty good. But he—if he catches his brother, he would—he would break this single season sack record too, wouldn't
1: he? Uh, yeah, he'd have to, right? Yes. At this Strahan, point? was it twenty-one? Or
5: what
2: was it? Twenty-two and a half, I thought. Maybe twenty-one and a
1: half. Hey, Strahan was so good. I—I I think we all forget yeah. about that because he hosts every show that there is to host, and he's very good at, it and he's always upbeat and high energy and an incredible host. And I think we all are like, oh, that guy used to play football and. You know, Super Bowl champion. I think, he, like, I feel bad that I'm even a part of this, maybe thinking that. Watching Man in the Arena, yeah. he was a mm. grown fucking
3: man. 22 and For a half.
1: long time. Yeah, Strahan was a grown 22 and a half sacks. How much is TJ sitting at right He's now? At
3: 17, I believe, or 17 and a half. So
1: you get to 24, then, right? That's where you would have to get to, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm.
3: That's a lot of sacks in the last <laughs> That's so games. many. Who are who who they playing? Man. They have the Chiefs, which is not good. Patchman Holmes doesn't get sacked a lot. Then they have the Browns and the Ravens. He had three sacks against the Ravens earlier in the season. That's the team that he likes to play.
1: Hey, TJ Watt, though, if anybody's going to do it, you know, anybody's going to go catch it, it's going to be TJ Watt. That's
3: right. What happens if those
2: linemen, you know, maybe are out because of the IVQAL, whatever oh, the hell it is. Yeah. IVQIA,
1: please a little the, respect. Sorry, please.
2: excuse me. They're in...
1: worth 200 and some billion. Or something. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Somebody sent me a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do they normally do? Uh, so they are the home of...
3: Them and something health.
1: They are the home of. Ah, oh, fuck! Did somebody tweet it to me?
3: No, it was in the group chat. Two hundred billion.
5: That's a lot of cash. How many employees do you have if you're worth that much?
1: Um, here it is. Zoom in on sixty-five thousand. So no, it's not two hundred billion. It's eleven point three six billion revenue. Damn. revenue in twenty twenty
5: yeah, alone. Just, wow.
1: Okay, so I thought I had stock price two hundred sixty-five dollars. That's up. How do you say the
2: CEO's name? Ari Boosbeab, dude. (laughs) I didn't know he was the CEO. These
1: people, this this company right here, obviously very successful. Dennis Gillings, the guy that founded it, he said, listen, we're going to be the number one spot for data, okay, for Mm. medical data and research and everything like that, so much so we're going to make $11.36 billion in revenue in just one year alone. Wow. Now they're in charge of the randomness of the testing for the NFL players who might have Omicron, who... You know, we'll test positive, go into protocol and have to test out of the protocol with a negative test. And who knows how quick that'll happen for anybody, because some people can test out in a day and a half. Shout out to Mm Saban. Some people, it takes like eight, nine days to do so, depending upon if you're vaccinated or not. This is a wild time right now, AJ.
5: I can't wait to to see how it all plays out, I guess. And then after the season when, yeah, there's just going to be so much comes out over the next, what, 10, 15, 20 years, just about everyone involved. Every Yeah, this is... It's going to be weird to try to explain this to someone 20 years from
1: now. Well, uh, you know, I assume with the way everything kind of just gets covered up... Yeah, uh, we'll see if it we'll comes out. We'll never have to talk about it ever it'll again. It'll probably
5: still be going on, so...
1: No, no, I don't... It'll probably just not be talked about, not even mentioned, you know? It yeah. seems like there's some big shit going on It's not even being just talked about.
5: Really. Just laying, yeah, the jury is out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you whoa. doing?
1: I wasn't talking about that.
5: The but, jury's waiting. They're going to... Come back with a verdict
2: or something. That
1: point. was pretty quick. I didn't hear much about the court case. No, hear either. Case. Yeah, but I'm I'm a sports dude, so I don't know if I'm just kind of in my own world. Anybody else? I don't know. No, I, I didn't, didn't
2: hear. AJ knows because uh, Jeff hit him up like I think yeah. two days ago. He said, Uncle "Who?" Uncle Jeff.
3: Jeff. Uncle Waxy.
2: No, no, Jeffy. Epi. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Did he come out? He's
3: not dead. No,
1: well, AJ knows where he is. News.
3: You
2: know, tell us breaking right? news
1: get to break, we're back in four minutes uh we'll answer some phone calls hopefully talk about more sports al michaels might know john harbaugh hey al michaels knows Whoa. See,
5: i mean if anyone knows it's al's powerful human being
1: al michaels uh is a legend and he showed up on this show sleeveless and did an impression of you so i don't know what you're implying yeah, yeah. come on
5: I'm saying he's, like, don't you think Al Michaels is, like, Illuminati? No question. The guy doesn't deserve this. Uh, I love Al Michaels. It's an absolute compliment. It's a compliment to Al. He knows that. Uh, okay. You're saying I feel like he is the guy that is entrusted with everything.
1: Al Michaels, I would say, knows everybody, has been in every single big moment, and has handled himself perfectly. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a compliment the way you laid it out. Basically what I'm
5: saying. I don't know. Say right. less. You're a little rougher on the yeah, edges. I don't know. Else, yeah. Hey, don't worry about my delivery, pal. Just what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Today's show is presented by Arby's. Ooh. Ooh. Just Ooh. when you thought it couldn't get better than the real country-style rib sandwich that was smoked low and slow in an East Texas smokehouse, Ooh. Arby's went out did themselves
3: again. Hell yeah!
1: We now introduce to you the Arby's Boneless Wings. Oh. Arby's oh. delivered 7,000 of these things to the office yeah, yesterday. Of and we can verify they are delicious. Top notch. Legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfectly sauced. Yeah. Not too much, not too little. Yep. Seemed like, now granted, it was for our office specifically. So you're going to have to try out. Seemed like it was cooked to a perfect amount. And I ate it hours and hours later. Mm -hmm. Still a good Good kick. Good cold. Still a good kick. Mm -hmm. Good taste. Good texture on the boneless wing. Delicious. Very impressed. They should have been doing boneless wings for a long time. Yeah. They had barbecue. They had uh, uh, buffalo. Buffalo. They had, uh, I think there's two others, right? I don't know. Honey?
3: We had those two.
1: Yeah. We're talking about six pieces of all white meat in crispy seasoned breading tossed in either classic Buffalo or hot honey sauce. There it is. Okay. Served with their new crinkle cut French fries, which might be even better than curly fries. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they told me They to are, say are that. very good. They, they are. Very, unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Can you get some cheese on this? Oh, oh my God. They're,
3: oh they're salted very well.
1: Oh, my God. All of that is just $5. Wow. What Six pieces of boneless chicken.
3: Steve. What? How do they make money?
1: I don't know. Uh, Crinkle cut french fries. What? Cheese will probably be a little bit more. Yeah. Sixty uh, cents. Yeah. Five dollars. <laughs> Get out and try yours today. Thanks to RB. Shout out to RB's.
0: All right, that's the show. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening, interacting with us. We appreciate the hell out of you. The fact that you wanna spend your time with us. We greatly appreciate it. Enjoy both of the games tonight, and we will see you tomorrow for Coaches Up Wednesday. Cheers.